Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. We're back talking about 13 Reasons Why. This is a collaboration episode special with the Coupon Queen pin from CQP Moments Podcast and a little bit of everything with me. We are going to be recapping 13 Reasons Why Season 4, the season finale. We will be discussing our opinions about the storyline, the cinematography, the characters and how they evolve. We will not be talking about the social issues that has occurred. We are not professionals. We are strictly here to discuss about the cinematography, the storyline, and the characters. If you are seeking help or someone who needs help or know someone who needs help, please visit 13reasonswhy.info. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another season of 13 Reasons Why. This is a collaboration episode special with CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me. Welcome to our listeners for tuning in. And if it's your first time, we are recapping 13 Reasons Why, the season finale, episode one called Winter Break. As you heard at the beginning of this episode, we are not professionals and we are here to discuss about the storyline and the characters only. But before we even get started, how are you doing, Coupon Queen Pen? I am great. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and I cannot wait to dive into this episode. But we do want to thank all our listeners for coming back and listening to another season of 13 Reasons Why. I know, season four. Can you believe it? We are at season four. I don't even know where to begin this episode. If you haven't watched it yet, we're going to try our best to really capture all the moments throughout this episode, but I do recommend you watching if you're kind of curious how it all played out because it really took me by storm. Oh my gosh. And, and, you know, I know I always say this, but in typical, you know, 13 reasons why fashion, they kind of drop us in the middle of everyone's life while everything was going on. Yeah, they really, the producers, the writers really did a good job with this episode so far. I was like, wow, I cannot wait till the second episode. I know it's already out, but guys, we are really watching this week by week. Yeah, so you guys are going to get, you know, recap by recap, episode by episode. So this is only episode one. So let's get to it. Of course, we start off with a funeral. Um, it opens up to another funeral, which we are soon going to learn of who really is this funeral for. There was right. not much of clues to give us in this episode of who it is. We are opened up to the funeral. And of course, they say six months earlier. Right. But can we really talk about the minister for a moment? Yes, the we can. amazing and comparable Felicia Rashad. <laughs> like, are you serious? I was like, what? <laughs> 
Yeah, they got a good cast. They have a great cast. Mm-hmm. And the favorites are back, of course. So it's like, what? But we start off, like you said, with the funeral, with doing everything, and we're just like jumping into this. Yeah. Of course, we see flashbacks of Christmas time. Um, We see, because last season we ended up kind of in the winter months. So now we're fully in in Christmas with this cast and it starts off with Clay Jensen sleeping and he wakes up to Justin uh, coming into their shared room. And all you hear is Justin saying, put your clothes on. We got to go. Monty's still alive. That was so freaky. And I mean, the thing is we all know that Monty was gone. Yeah, and didn't that freak you out? Because I was just like, oh my gosh, he's actually back? I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait a minute, Monty's still alive? What wait, What happened? What? Now I'm going to myself, I'm saying to myself, what did I miss? What did I miss? I'm like, okay, I we, we saw this. We went through everything. What did I miss? But no. So they go and they visit Monty in prison. Yeah, and as they're seeing him in prison, um, we see them having this conversation of wanting to testify. We can take you in, we can take it to the courts, and we're sorry, and everything, and everything. And then all of a sudden, we see Monty kind of just jump over the table and attack Clay. And then we soon to realize Clay's just having a really bad dream. Clay, right now, as this character, where we see him from season one all the way till season four he's still going through a lot and he hasn't been able to seek the help which for me it's like oh my gosh you're at your breaking point why hasn't anybody forced him to get help but that's the question is does he realize that he's at his breaking point i mean we've discussed this before where we've said these kids are handling something that I don't think the most seasoned adult can handle. And, and it's so crazy. So now Clay, again, it's like, oh my gosh, the nightmares are back. The night terrors are back. Mm-hmm. They are back. And I feel like it's just really coming down on him and really just i i'm like sitting there thinking like oh my gosh you really see everything that he's gone through mm-hmm. and we later soon see annie coming into his um room and she's really kind of just like are you okay what's wrong with you and right. of course in good old clay fashion i'm okay there's nothing to worry about so let's just go Right, right. He goes into typical clay savior mode. So it's like, okay, here we go. We we know we know that the explosion is coming, but we don't know what it is, where it is, or how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we see they are planning a welcome home party for Justin because right. he was still at the rehab facility. That's where we left off where he requested for help right. and he was coming home. They were giving him a nice welcome home party. Jessica has been really planning it out. Uh, they started cleaning up the bedroom and of course there's something that we find out so that Annie 
is apparently deciding on transferring schools. She's transferring schools and she's leaving. Mm-hmm. She's flat mm-hmm. out leaving, like leaving the county. Like she's leaving Clay and she hasn't even told Clay. And Jessica's telling Annie, you need to tell him. You need to say something or you need to figure something out. She sure does. She really needs to go over there and really say something to him because he right now is going through a lot. He, I know her point of view of being hesitant because he is going through a lot and added this news. It could really break him down even more, but she has a point. Jessica has a point. You need to tell Clay. Exactly. But there's a big change between these two that happens between season three and season four. They're officially boyfriend and girlfriend now. That is true. Who could forget that? (laughs) Because if you remember, anyone that remembers season three, she was really iffy about it. She didn't want to give it a title. She kind of sort of liked him and wasn't sure where she wanted to go with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And now this season, they've become official boyfriend and girlfriend. And as they are cleaning up, she's telling Jessica about this uh, moving and permanently leaving. We see the others pop in, um, which it was nice to see most of them come back. But the biggest thing of this whole first part was I find clay's mental stability and where it has gone so far in which i have really hope he could really recognize that and be able to find help some sort of way because it really really it just really sucks yeah clay is clearly a man on the edge he is on the edge and again we don't know when it's going to happen where it's going to happen or how it's going to happen we just know that something is going to set Clay off. Yeah. Now, Clay gets a phone call from Tyler that he needs to get a ride to the sheriff's station. And that's where I was like, oh, no. Because where the way season three ended really got me thinking. Yeah. Like, remember, we were still ending with up in the air about Monty. Um, you know, even though there was a whole bunch of cover up, there was still the question of the gun, Mm -hmm. um, or guns because it was more than one. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have the question of Tony and what's going on with him. So there are multiple variables and the funny thing is they're all interconnected. Yeah they're all interconnected it's it's not like okay well one has nothing to do with the other they're all they're all interconnected they're intertwined there's there's no if ands or buts about it they are interconnected so of course clay being clay he goes and picks up tyler and takes him to the sheriff's office and we really see Clay in a different state of mind and what he really goes through day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. And he's getting these horrific anxiety, panic attacks, 
where he thinks Monty is right behind him, uh, right beside him, in front of him, really coming out, trying to get him. And he just freaks out. Yeah, he's having hallucinations. It's just craziness. This poor young man cannot sleep at night because what he's going through and he's not, like, it's just... It's easier to say, go get the help, but really it's the person that needs to really figure that for themselves to get the help. Right, right. But and it's just so crazy. It's it, just like oh so watching. And you don't know. It's one of those things of he's keeping it together from just slightly unraveling. Yeah, he is. He is. He's really keeping it together. And of course, we see an officer, which I forgot his name, come out of the station while he's going through this hallucination and really kind of gives him that direct eye contact. And I was just like, oh, no. What what are you going to do? (laughs) This officer is still... See, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out if this officer has... Okay, don't quote me on this guys but i'm trying to figure out if this officer has a thing for mrs walker um only because remember guys he's still obsessed with the whole bryce thing from last season he's going back and he's looking at those tapes and he's looking at clay like i see you you know so i'm wondering does he have a thing for mrs walker or is this to him the case that is his point, the point of his obsession. That's a good point because I kind of felt when I see him, he's very obsessed with this case. He and is. I feel like there's something more to it. He's trying to find out what has happened. Why are we just, let's just drop this. We've got everything. We couldn't find anything else. Let's just move on. Of course, he's got something he knows something he's trying to figure out the clue on what has happened and to me i'm just like these kids are not safe they are really trying to live that normal life but they are not safe and of course as tyler comes out he says everything was fine they asked him because they what we were left with season three was when somebody was out in the river and they pulled out guns out of a bag and they trace the bag from where tyler has bought it and of course tyler was the one who bought it and he just said someone must have sold my bag but those are none of my guns so clay being clay he's got to think four ten steps ahead of what could possibly happen of course because he's like you know I, i don't know it's just like he's he's paranoid about this but i mean who can blame him if they find out about that they're going to find out about other things a hundred percent and you know it was nice to see tyler kind of really changed a lot since season one uh season oh my three gosh, yes he, tyler has become this like really amazing young man he was because if you remember in season one he was so mousy and you know and we saw we saw the evolution from that to this kid that couldn't take any more of being bullied to this kid that finally 
took control of his life and was like, hey, this is me. This is who I am. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it because, was nice to see him in that state of mind. Right. Because to me, I don't know. In season three, didn't you see him more like taking control of everything? Yeah. Like he's like, you know what? This is, you know, me. Take it or leave it. Like, you know, he was being apologet- unapologetically himself. Yeah. And that's what I loved. Mm-hmm. I definitely love that too as well. And, you know, it was nice to see Alex just get into the car and he was just like, yeah, we're fine. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And I feel like he's starting to wonder what is happening with Clay because Clay has, guys, since season one all the way to now, the final season of season four, I am just like, Clay, he's changed drastically. And I feel like Tyler's kind of getting, picking up the little things. And right, I'm, right. He's, pop, he's not worried yet. He's just keeping an eye on him. But hopefully later on we see Tyler, hopefully we can see Tyler take on that role of like, you know what? Let me help you, Clay. Let me help right, you. Right. Because we, I think in this episode, we get to hear a lot of Clay's self-talk, you know, where the things that he thinks in his head. And he's become, Clay has become quite the cynic. He's just like, you know, because even when he says, you know, my girlfriend, I don't know if I love her. I mean, I like her, but I don't know if I love her. And I was like, wow. It's, it's like, and, and even when he talks about the, uh, what is it, the future fair, he, he, he says it in such a way where it's like, well, of course, we know not every kid wants to go to college. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Like, okay, I'm sorry, Tyler. Like, I mean, Clay, what's going on? You know, like, what did we do to you? <laughs> For real. So going back to Justin's welcome party. Um, so after the officer, apparently they were told to uh, pick up the cake and obviously Clay forgot. Yeah, and forgot. <laughs> everyone is there getting ready just because getting like anxious to see him because it's been over a month. And of course comes in Zach thinking that it was Justin and Zach we see him kind of just a different type of Zach living his life as much as he can and Jessica asked him did you drink and he said well I pre-drank and she's like do you realize this is a a sorority party there's this is a dry party so she's like go and drink some water and she was really upset by that, which I, she has every right to because, come on, someone's coming back from rehab. We want to respect that person. Let's right. keep it dry, have some water and juice, and that's it. Right. It's just like, wow. Now, I'm thinking, did Zach all of a sudden turn to drinking to kind of go back to his normal life? Because there's a lot of things missing here. We still know that Zach was there first at the time of when the whole Bryce situation happened. Right. Then he did what he could, so to say, and then he left. Then we saw Jessica and Alex come after. So the last three people were there. So these two parties don't know that either of them was either there before or after right we're starting to see this dynamic kind of like 
throughout this episode, which we're going to get into, kind of really change because Alex, uh, sorry, Zach, I feel like when he walked through those doors, he's definitely trying really hard to have that normal life. And if yeah, he's, he's turning, coping, he's coping. Yeah, and turning it to the side of drinking. I hope but, it just doesn't go too far. Am right, but no, but that's the thing is that we're seeing a side of Zach. But the thing is, okay, I'll be very honest. Zach has been really multifaceted to us because mm-hmm. in the beginning we got to see the jock side of Zach where he was, you know, anything for the team, anything for the team, anything for the boys. Then um even last season where we saw Zach and the whole, you know, helping Bryce's ex-girlfriend and we get to see savior Zach. We get to see the caring side of Zach. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. So Zach is really multifaceted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i mean let's be honest none of these characters are Mm one-dimensional none of these characters are one none of them are one-dimensional i mean we've we've seen jessica blossom and retreat and blossom again we've seen clay explode go back to normal and explode again um we've seen different levels of bryce We've seen different portions of Tony. Mm -hmm. So, you know, none of these characters are one dimensional or singularly, you know, they don't have a singular path. So it's, it's a lot to think about, but yeah, Zach is actually, believe it or not, Zach is the one that I'm, I'm kind of worried about because he's hiding it so well. Yeah, he's really walking on eggshells everywhere he goes. And he's just trying to just kind of like really pretend nothing has happened. Because once again, he was there first and he thought he was the guy. Yeah, he went and confessed that he had killed Bryce. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So, seeing Zach coming in there, like pre-drinking, it's just his way, like you said, of coping. He's trying to get by day by day from what it seems like. And we're going to see how he's going to develop throughout this whole season. And, you know, is he eventually going to find out what really happened? Is anyone going to know what really found out and what really happened? Right. You know, it's it's just crazy how everyone's got their own story. So. Once the party starts, we see Justin come back. Very different once again. I was just like, well, good for him. He looks mm-hmm. good. Uh, the parents are happy. They've got pizza for everybody. And of course, we see Clay and Annie whispering to each other of what has happened. What did Tyler say? Can we believe him? Can we not? And of course, he's like, if you keep whispering, people want to know what is happening. And of course, Tony, being right there, turns around and says, WTF, what is going on? What is happening? Right, right. But of course, I mean, I was happy when I saw that because it was the return of the Annie Lay show. 
you know, the whole Annie and Clay PI, you know, company. <laughs> because these two went deep into mystery and being private investigators last season. So I was like, okay, they're they're giving it a break. And it was like, you saw the whispering. And I was like, there's Annalee. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> when Dodie turns around, I was like, yes, finally somebody is paying attention. Exactly. Exactly. So now they have to explain what is going on. And I think the one thing I love about Tony is that he asks the very obvious questions. He's like, well, how do we know that's what he said? Or how do we even know that's what they asked and they're saying that everything is okay? Yeah. And that's a really important question because no one was in that room except for Tyler and the police. So how do we know? How do we know that that's what actually happened? Yeah, exactly. How do we know? Are we going to trust Tyler? What's going to happen? Exactly. 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 So, of course, everybody wants to know what is happening because that's what it seemed like when they literally brought the whole crew together and everyone's just <laughs> sitting there talking amongst each other, having like a family meeting, and everyone's just getting freaked out again. Right. Because now it's like, okay, what do they know? What do they, what do they not know? What's going on? But we have to carry on like nothing's going on because that's what these kids do. They, yeah. they, they know they are in big trouble, but they are carrying on like nothing's even happening. So, yeah. Yeah. And they go to school after this. And mm. of course, here is where the future fair comes on. Comes <laughs> up. If for those of you that don't know what a future fair is, Clay kind of explained it. <laughs> as though you know it's a fair for those who may feel like they don't want to go to college basically it's just to say everyone has a future so what are you going to do with yourself are you going to find a job are you going to go into the military that's what a future fair is to get, show you what your options are so yeah they have a future fair and Actually, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because before the future fair, they go to school and they're realizing that everybody's bottlenecking when they get ready to go into school and they can't figure out why. And the reason being, there are now metal detectors. And unfortunately, Jessica doesn't take kindly to going through the metal detector because when it gets to her, her bag is fine, but she beeps. And she asks a very obvious question, which is, I don't mind being searched, but I would rather be searched by a female officer. And the officer is, the security officer is just being like, He's being a total butt. I'm going to be very honest. I'm not even going to be nice about this. He was just being a butt. Instead of just saying, well, let's see what we can find. He's like, move over for a search, move over for a search, move over for a search. And so she, Jessica being Jessica, remember, this is, you know, 
dominant Jessica now. She is in there. She grabs her bag and walks off because she is not being searched by this male officer. And I don't blame her. She doesn't feel comfortable. But the officer gives chase and uh, she ends up in her second favorite place in the school, the principal's office. <laughs> and of course the principal knows that, you know, Jessica's gonna have a point to bring up. And the funny thing is he just says, I apologize and you're right. And we need to fix it. So she's shocked. I mean, were you shocked by his response to her? Um, yeah, I was. I was. It's kind of weird because now we see Jessica kind of getting her. How can I say it? Like her own way? In a weird but I sense. Mean, it really wasn't her own way because she was right. In other words, if she didn't feel comfortable being searched by a male security guard. Yeah, it's true, but... Um, she had the right to ask. I mean, the way she went about it, of course, walking off was not the greatest, but she had the right to ask. Yes, she did. She did have the right to ask. Um, the way she was approached she approached to the situation she could have done a better job of course Definitely. keep your cool hey sorry but do you have a female security officer like there's no way a male can pat me down which hey i'm for that like you need to ask there's no way a male can touch you when it comes right. to a pat down like i right. agree on that but when she overreacted it's like hmm Girl. <laughs> but I mean, really? let's, be, let's, let's, be, let's be real. These kids don't think about anything. They're not thinking about anything. It's just like, oh, this happened. React. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not faulting her because guess what? No one wants to be, it's like, mm -mm, you're not touching me. Mm -hmm. You are not touching me. So you need to find a female that can do this because you're not touching me. Mm-hmm. But with the principal's reaction, um, yeah, it was weird to her, obviously. She kind of acted like, wait, what's going on here? You want me to get your help? I feel like the principal is kind of like, does not know what to do at this point. He's got to utilize the people that really can make a difference in the school has been right. trying to make a difference in the school so he can make better decisions for the school because right. really we all know that liberty has gone through way too much a lot has happened and a lot of the administrators of the school including the principal does not even know how to handle it right right and that's really what it is is because we've seen counselors come and go we've seen you know the principal has been constant, but to have to keep dealing, and, and, and I hate to say it this way, but having to keep dealing with tragedy after tragedy. And it's like, and I, I think what it is, is finding out that a lot of the stuff is happening on your watch, like right under your nose and you had no clue. I, I think that's what's kind of getting to him. So he realizes his best bet is to utilize, to use 
the people in that are actually in these situations. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Now going into the fair, because after that, we go into the future fair, we see Clay narrating this whole episode so far and really still seeing him going through his little moments but now we've got jessica at their booth we've got annie sitting right beside jessica and but can can we talk about that weird little pep talk he gave to annie like you know just keep calm everything's gonna be okay you know he's like trying to pep talk like he's being the great coach that he always is (laughs) before like before they go into this future for like everybody's gonna be good we're gonna get through this to this day we know what was said we know what happened but we've got this mm-hmm. Just be calm and everybody's like okay and they go on about their way clay is good at giving advice but he can't take his own advice that's the thing that's the thing now the funny thing that we see is we see this girl approach Jessica and Annie's booth. And we have no idea who she is. But Jessica obviously does because she says, I know who you are. And it's like, whoa, okay. I mean, did did that give you the idea that there was like some weird bad blood between them? Yeah. I did not know who this person, this girl came going up to them and asking about being part of the HO club. And I was like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And of course, Jessica's reaction to it is like, I know who you are. And she's trying to like figure it out. Like, I felt like she's seen this person before trying to figure out who it is. And right. But she's like, yeah, you can join. Like, but it's almost like there's some sort of bad blood between this two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, but this is, okay, guys, the funny thing is this is a new character. This is a new character. It's, it's almost how they threw Annie at us last season. It's like, okay, who is this girl? But obviously she's had to have been around because Jessica knows who she is. So it's like, what? And she's asking permission. Like, she's actually asking, like, if you don't mind, I'd like to join. So it's like, what? You know, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing that happens is, I'm sorry, I was, I was actually expecting when I <laughs> When I saw this person, kind of that dun dun dun, you know the supervillain music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we see Monty's—I don't know what you would call him—friend. Yeah, I can say friend, even though they've had a crazy history. Yeah, so <laughs> we see Monty's friend Winston, but he's at the fair at liberty but if you remember last season he clearly said he doesn't go to liberty he was going to hillside 
Mm-hmm. Or is it Hillcrest? It's Hillcrest. Okay, it's Hillcrest. See, because I, I know you guys are going to come at me. No, Queen Pin, it's Hillcrest. It's Hillcrest. So, yeah. <laughs> He's going to Hillcrest with Bryce. But now he is at the he's at the fair like he's a student and the funny thing is he sees Annie and Annie sees him and freaks out now if you remember the last conversation of the last season was Annie talking to Winston and talking about how Monty did not deserve what he got. So now she is feeling it because he has entered her domain. And she goes and she starts like chasing him down to have a conversation. She's just like, oh, oh my gosh. You know, she's freaking out. She is truly freaking out. And she's got to catch up with him because she's going, you know, we see her bobbing and weaving through the crowd, which at first it didn't seem like that gym was that crowded, but now it kind of looks like she's going through a parade. <laughs> so it's like, okay. And she's, you know, they're talking and, you know, he actually kind of gives off that, that, you know, yeah, I'm kind of here to keep an eye on, you guys kind of thing because now it seems like Winston will be doing his own investigation because he really feels that Monty did not deserve what he got. You know, them saying that he was the one that killed Bryce. Yeah. So it's like, oh my goodness. He purposely transferred 100% to figure out why what what happened what is the truth and of course he's picking people that can really help him get to the bottom of what has happened because i feel like he wants to collect evidence and get justice for monty right but the question is how does he know that annie was the one that said something we don't know. That's the crazy thing. That's the crazy <laughs> thing that's bugging me. It's like he knows it was her word that sent Bryce, I mean, sent Monty to jail for killing Bryce. So how does he know? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. And so the funny thing is, he now starts to befriend Tyler. And Tyler actually starts helping him, not knowing that he is helping the person that is probably going to screw him up this season. (sighs) I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's such a twist because for Winston to transfer to Liberty, it's got to be more that he wants and get out of. And I felt like... This is not good for any of them. And of course, Clay and the way he talks to the way Winston talks to Annie, it really kind of mind screws her a bit because he's just saying, well, you know, 
so why are you here? Well, I got expelled because I was part of a team of people who were got hacked into the computer server and all of a sudden um one of them told the truth and it wasn't and it came back to me sort of that situation basically he pretty much made up a story right on the spot of what is happening with everybody else's life right now at liberty and he turned it into his own spin and in his own way for her to make believe and she just i feel like she was trying to kind of like what oh okay yeah yeah that's cool so this is why you're here and she's trying to remain that poker face but i know knowing annie she is panicking inside she, she is, is absolutely she's absolutely panicking and she's just gotta make this just make sense to her mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things of it's not making sense to her and she is I think that's the one thing that my takeaway from her character is that for her, it has to make some sort of sense. And if it doesn't make sense to her, then she's just going to keep digging and digging and digging, no matter how much it irritates everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So... But then, like I said, we see him befriend Tyler, and he actually asked to be on the uh, yearbook committee. And he wants to know how he's asking for old yearbooks so that he can utilize, or at least this is what he tells Tyler, that he can utilize his style. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like, Tyler does not realize what he's doing. That scared me because I'm like, oh no, Tyler, let's not get too close. Exactly, exactly. Because Tyler's actually, I'm afraid for him only because Tyler's just opening up. Mm -hmm. And this could set him back tremendously. Yeah. But now we go back to the gym and we find that um, the football team is all wearing jerseys with Monty's last name on them. And they walk up to the girl that went to Jessica's table And say, here's your jersey. And she says, well, I'm not going to put it on. And he says, well, no, you put it on right now. Like, first of all, how dare you demand that somebody do something right now? And he's like, well, it's for today. You have to wear it right now. And it's like, okay. And she's like, I don't want to. And somebody actually goes to stand up for her and says, you know what? She said she'll put it on later. Let her deal with it in her own way. And I was still saying, deal with what? What are we talking about? And one of the players says, she's his sister. She has more of a reason to, to 
to grieve. We don't even know why you're here. And now we find out that the mystery girl is Monty's little sister. Yeah. Monty's little sister. And this, for whatever reason, strikes a chord in, in Clay. And he actually starts hearing and seeing Monty next to him. And he's like, yeah, that's my little sister. And I thought, honestly thought that Clay was going to freak out and run or do something <laughs> crazy. But for whatever reason, this makes him go into super Clay savior mode. Mm -hmm. And he actually charges one of the football players and gets into the first fight of the year. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Clay, Clay, Clay. What are we going to do with you, man? Yeah. What are we going to do with him? Because now he is stuck in the principal's office and he comes along as is trying to, trying to like say, dude, what happened to you? You told us to what keep calm, you? but yeah, you're what the one like starting your own fights. And he's just like, well, I'm not going to get suspended. They are because they're the ones that started it and yada, yada, yada. But going back home his parents are questioning what happened to you you can't tell me that a, a pe class that happened to you and justin right. were you there and justin decided to tell the truth that no he got into a fight but um he, you know he's the one that didn't started it and the parents get upset and kind of wondering what is happening. Clay gets really upset and really angry of this whole situation, decides to get up and leave. But we know Clay is going through a lot and Clay does not know how to handle it because he is really, really feeling like you see him really feeling so like, I feel like he's so helpless that he's trying to help himself as much as he can and be right. a superhero. And of course, Justin is really, how can I say this? Justin just wants to say the truth because he doesn't want to get in trouble again by his parents. He doesn't want to commit the same lies that he did before. So he's really changing for the good. And I feel like right. Clay is not liking what Justin is doing by not covering up his mess, which really Justin has every right to tell the truth. Right, because Justin doesn't want any part of this. I mean, we're seeing the new and improved out of rehab Justin. Yeah, and he's trying to maintain that. He's trying to keep with his sorority. I can't even say the word anymore. Sobriety. Thank you. <laughs> so the parents are kind of like, what is going on with him? They're trying to figure it out because, of course, Clay cannot tell his parents anything. And he's always right. struggled with that. So going into the scene of, gee, I'm trying to remember now. They go see well, their parents. Yeah. And then actually, believe it or not, Clay actually starts hallucinating again. Yes. Clay starts hallucinating again. And then we see him again wake up. Mm-hmm. 
So we know that Clay is really not doing well. We're not sure why. We're not sure exactly what's going on in Clay's mind, but we know he's not doing well. Yeah. But then we skip to the most unlikely pair. (laughs) Alex and Zach. And we see Zach and he's like walking this line and we're looking. But Alex is right behind him. And then they pan out and we realize they're walking the edge of a roof. What in the world? And so they're walking and Zach is asking Alex, you know, do you, am I helping you to feel better? Am I helping you to forget what you're going through? And Alex says, yeah. So it's like, what is going on with these two? Because, okay, what exactly is Alex going through that Zach has to help him? Mm -hmm. Because no one really knows what happened except for Alex's father, Mm -hmm. who took care of the evidence. Mm -hmm. Hmm, Did I say that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) So... that was something that stuck out last uh last right season. last season so it's like okay his father took care of the evidence so why are these two hanging out and and what is what is alex going through so the funny thing is zach jumps off of the ledge and he's on the roof properly but Alex goes to fall and it's like, whoa. And, and Zach grabs him. And the funny thing is, Alex's response is to kiss Zach. And they have this really, really awkward moment. But Zach's response was so, so amazing to me. He didn't get angry. He let him know that it was awkward and he was shocked. And he stated, listen, like, dude, I'm into girls. (laughs) And so Alex wants to run away. But Zach is like, no, hey, dude, we're hanging out. We are hanging out tonight and we're going to party like it's 2020, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, they're partying and, and, and hanging out. But I love, like I said, I love Zach's response. Zach's response was just like, no, we're, we're, we're hanging out. You're with me tonight. We're, we're, we're chilling, you know? So I'm just trying to find out what is Zach helping Alex with? Because if no one knows, how is he helping him? That that's really my question. I'm I'm just very very curious. There's a lot happening. There's so much there being unraveled, and it's it's a lot. It's really a lot to keep up with all of these characters. But what I can say is, 
we do see another unlikely pair, which is Annie and Jessica. Yes, these two who came up with the brilliant idea of, hey, you know what? You don't want to move away. I don't want you to move away. Clay doesn't want you to move away. Annie, come move in my house. I'll convince my dad and we'll let you move in. And believe it or not, her dad is on board. But I forgot the amazing faces that Annie's mother gives. I I did forget about them, guys, because (laughs) when they were talking and they're sitting there and he's trying to explain, you know, I run a tight ship here. She doesn't run over me. There's going to be curfews. Everything's going to be great. She's going to come and see you every weekend. And Annie's mom's face is just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the funny thing was, <laughs> he says, yeah, there's a curfew. The girls have to be home by 10. And she looks and she's like giving him that intense look like 10. And he's like, okay, nine. And she's still giving him that look like nine. (laughs) And then he's like really confused. He's like, eight? (laughs) Like he's so confused because he hasn't had to deal with anyone that makes their child go to bed like they're a toddler at seven o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she's like, and 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 Jessica getting like the sense of everything is like the savior and is like, okay, no, we'll be home by sundown. Yeah. She wasn't so, taking a joke. She didn't want to. Yeah. She had that poker face, no expression. Are you trying to play no, a joke on me? That woman had daggers in her eyes. <laughs> well, no, like funny expression. Like she just wasn't taking it. It was like, no, she it's a serious not. question. What time not. is their curfew? So right. surprisingly, Annie's mom decides to go with the idea for now. And, you know, she's got to check in. She's got to have a curfew. And, you know, this was something that I was kind of like, really? Jess yeah. and Annie living together? That's what I was like, wait a minute. I don't know about this. But, I mean, we did see them kind of really bond last season. So, I can't say I'm too surprised, but it's the whole living together thing that's like, what? So, yeah, I don't know. But, these two decide to go hiking or walking in the woods. And... Jessica has the tape, Bryce's tape. And she says, well, it's the last copy on earth. And she takes it and starts destroying it and burns it. But it wasn't that. As the tape is burning, now Annie's having a hallucination of Bryce in the woods. Jessica does. Oh, Jessica, sorry. Jessica's having a hallucination. A Bryce in the woods. It's like, 
kind of super freaky. Mm -hmm. Kind of super freaky. So it's like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's really freaky because now it's not just Clay going through this. Now we're seeing Jessica going through this as well. Right, right. But I mean, these kids have gone through so much in their whole high school career that it's amazing that they're still standing. Yeah, 100%. It's crazy. So, I mean, like to say, okay, well, that they're just seeing their friends, like that's, I I guess that's kind of like, I don't know. I don't, because with these kids, I don't know what to expect. I really don't know what to expect. So, yeah. It's, it's super duper crazy. So, we know that Clay is losing it and... Jessica is possibly also. So the question is, who now is going to step up and save them? Like, who's going to step up for them? Because actually, now that I think about it, these two are the two that have been stepping up for everyone all this time. That's a really good question. And you're right. These two have been really putting in the work of saving everybody and trying to cover up things and really just putting Mm -hmm. it on themselves to help everybody else and exactly who is going to help them throughout the season and it's really kind of like wow what are what are we going to do like it's like Tyler was called into the sheriff's office They've got that on their worry. How are we gonna how are we gonna proceed with our normal so-called life that we have to live? How are right. we going to move on? And we see also towards the end where Clay's parents are really asking him, Hey, you might want to see Dr. Ilman. You know, we want you right. to really go and talk to him. And apparently he's he's been seeing him since he was, well, took a break, but seen him first during middle school and now again. Right. And he just wants him to go and they want him to go there and just have that talk and figure out what is happening. And that's like the first step. But we'll see how Clay tends to handle this situation because for him to be not sleeping at night and hallucinating and everything and having these mm-hmm. bad dreams and sweats and so much anxiety and panic attacks, it's like, wow, that's a lot. So I'm curious to see how uh, Clay's character will be developed. Um, I do know that the sheriff has something on his mind that he's trying to figure out who must have done this, how could this happen, etc. Right, because he's going over those videos over and over and over. 
Yes. And of course we see Tony um, trying to give up on his parents to come over because right. of the measles denial because they didn't have insufficient funds and his boyfriend's really trying to tell him, Hey, we can get the funds we can get. And then he's just very in, no, we cannot, we cannot. What can you not understand that we cannot, it, it is, it is over. So I want to see how that's going to play out because, you know, in relationships, you know, how much, as much as he wants to help him, how much can his boyfriend kind of overstep over him to help him out, which he tends to do that. And I don't know, this is very interesting. First episode, there was a lot that has happened. We were able to see all the characters and what they've been going through and it's going to be a crazy season. It is going to be a crazy season, but at the very end, we do find out that Tyler may not be telling the whole entire truth because the sheriffs are talking, one of whom is Alex's dad, and they're saying they believe they can trust Tyler to help them out. Or the question really is, is it Tyler that they're talking about? Mm -hmm. Because they said him. We know that Tyler's gone to the police station, but it might be Winston. It might be Tony. It might be Tony's boyfriend. We don't know. All we know is that it's a him. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I know. I know, guys. We're like, what? <laughs> and just to think this was only episode one. Yeah, this is just episode one. So I got to give credit to the writers on keeping us on our toes on episode one. Definitely. I'm excited to see episode two because it's just, if episode one was this jump packed, which we've seen last season, every episode was just full of clues full of information, full of events right. happening. It's right. just, how do we keep up? So is it safe to say we can wrap this up? Let's wrap this up. So guys, as always, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka the gentleman of the gentleman lifestyle podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. Yeah. And you're listening to a little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now, and thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.